0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I just wanted to jump in and give a little bit of an intro. recorded this previously, um, and I hope it brings some value uh, to the hiring process and how we define our roles on a product team as a designer. Um, Just to give a little context, I basically was invited to uh, be part of a committee at a college in the Dallas area. And the point was to bring professionals together with uh, teaching staff to develop curriculum for a UI UX course um, that will allow an individual to take this course and then hit the ground running uh, and be very competitive in the marketplace and, and land a job. Uh, it was a very interesting process for me. Uh, I tried to fumble my way through communicating that in this podcast. Uh, I think there's some interesting parts there and maybe it'll spark some great conversation uh on your team or next time you're meeting at a conference with a bunch of designers or something like that um share this with them get some thoughts get some feedback uh we all need to be having this conversation right now and it's some really interesting interesting stuff if you've never thought about it before so once again thanks for listening here it is Well, good morning. Hope you're doing all right this morning. Thanks for listening to the Product Leadership Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm the one who just kind of sits here and chit chats for a bit. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. You know, we got there's bazillion podcasts being added every day, and I'm happy that you stumbled across this one. And I hope you would give the archives a gander and maybe sample a few of those uh, and see if there's anything else that can help you along your journey of becoming better at product development and helping to lead your team. Well, guys, let me see if I can turn on a little bit of air here. Hopefully that doesn't bring too much noise. I've kind of listened to a few of these in the past and it definitely... When I have the AC on in the car, tends to have this uh, <laughs> brings up the noise level quite a bit, and I'm very sorry for that. I need to find a better solution, but you know what? This is what it is. Uh, this is how things are. So the reason for me jumping on today is I wanted to chat about. Um, let me get. Let me see. Yeah, I'm going to build a suspense here. Uh, I need to pull up my Google Maps and plug in a destination here. Um, go to Sorry guys. That'll work. Start. Cool. Sorry, guys, if you just heard that. This is really embarrassing. I might have to just start this whole podcast over. But you know what? It might just stay in there. Because this is what this is. This is behind the scenes. This is raw. This is unpolished. Um, This is me with no excuses trying to get uh, ideas documented and put into a place, selfishly for myself, um, but in a way that... You know what, if someone stumbles across this like yourself, um, you get the glean from the insights or you just get to hear someone banter and ramble along. Either way, uh, it's there for for some type of enjoyment. So really what I wanted to jump on here today and talk about, last night I had the opportunity to experience, um, I'm still trying to process this a committee to help establish curriculum at a college. I don't know if I would consider it a state college or if this was a private college. Sadly enough, I don't understand enough about this college and I don't wanna give their name away. I definitely picked up strong vibes of a community type of college, like a community college. Uh, Very nice campus. Uh, The the staff, I must say, their hearts and their passions and the way they seem to have geared uh, the curriculum already. They basically bring in working professionals and then uh, that's who helps establish curriculum. That is also, it sounds like they have a ton of adjunct uh, faculty that jump in uh, and teach. I mean, there was people there 9, 10, 15 years being adjuncts. I and mean, that just basically means, you know, they're working professionals who also, uh, after their normal jobs, spend a few hours in the evening, a couple days a week, maybe three times a week, uh, teaching a course, um, which is awesome because how many of us, if you're a designer listening to this podcast, uh, went to a traditional four year college? And may or may not have had a professor who was really connected to the pulse of the workforce or share like, you know, maybe they were in the workforce, but they've devoted the past 10 years to just teaching. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really valuable. I think what they're doing is, is fantastic. And I had the opportunity. I didn't know what it was really going into it to join a committee to establish some curriculum. And the curriculum was for what they're specifically calling uh, for becoming a UX UI designer. And here's where I'm gonna be vulnerable and sharing. I don't know these days what the difference is. Like I know the difference. I know, you know, we can go into the description of the UX designer, we can go into the description of the UI designer, um, and we can come up with two very different roles. But at the same time, I think what I'm not able to to get to is a place to say those are two different roles. I think they're just two different functions of the same role. But this was very challenging for me to sit in a room of peers, of, of people who are out there doing what I'm doing. And a couple of things I discovered was um, I don't think we all think about this the same way. Uh, I had... People who are talking about tools that I have never really heard before, um, which is interesting because I like to think of myself as pretty on, pretty much on point with the pulse of like tools, uh, what what the industry standards are, what people are using. I've at least downloaded them, played with them, checked them out. I don't just uh, you know kind of stay in my bucket. And I've shared a couple of episodes about changing up your process and diving into another tool. And and so it was just, I guess, eye opening for me to hear people using things that uh, I've never heard of, but also I'm not sure that they're great tools, if I'm honest. And I don't, there's a borderline of like sharing my own subjective thoughts and coming across as uh, arrogant or something. And I really hope I don't come across that way, but also just want to be authentic and sharing that, you know, It doesn't sound like I don't know why someone would use different tools uh, that, you know, there's some really great tools out there. Um, And to give some idea of this committee. So there's, you know, we're sitting in this like traditional classroom and um, there's like three rows and we've got deans of the college. We got presidents of the college and uh, we have two facilitators. And this is where it was very interesting for me. One of them, uh, both of them, I guess, have established some curriculum at a local college uh, in the Dallas area as well around this particular course or certification or whatever uh, this actually ends up being. I thought, you know, they'd be sitting in seats with us, but uh, the main person who had kind of gathered us there kind of took this side seat and these two gentlemen uh, who are very skilled, who have decades of experience, one's heavily into VR, AR, and even has been part of a committee that is establishing standards around that whole ecosystem, because as he put it, it's the next internet. Um, so seems like a smart dude, writes his own stuff, been doing this, teaching this. And then the other guy uh, claims to, to know everybody in the industry, I guess has worked at IDEO, um, speaks, has been working in this, has had owned his own businesses around this, um, is teaching user experience before it was even called user experience, apparently. So very well-rounded guys. I really enjoyed them. Um, but it was weird because they kind of jumped into this facilitator role. Um, and what we ended up doing was allowing them the space to kind of talk, uh, a little bit of talk around um some of their pain points that they've experienced building this type of course and so once we got through that we ended up saying um and listing up some bulleted uh qualities or skill sets or tool set or things that as professionals we would want from somebody um if we were going to hire them today to work on our teams that was interesting because you know we just shouted out some things and the things got thrown up on the board um Man, it's just interesting to hear people talk about uh, their pain points in hiring people out there. And I guess that's part of this pod, this episode. This is just to share with you. I don't know if you're a designer or if you're a professional who can relate to some of these things. But sounds like there are just a lot of if I was in, you know, if I'm talking about interviews for design hires on product teams uh, or interactive teams or digital teams, again, the language is quite segmented. Uh, not, there is not one agreed upon term, I think, uh, to establish. So I'm going to probably roll through as many as possible just to connect with everybody. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's like, um, I mean, it sounds like people came to interviews only knowing Illustrator. Um, and then be like, I don't know, sketch, you're going to have to teach me sketch. Um, and interestingly enough, this professional, I guess, is in a pretty desperate need or they saw some great qualities in that candidate. They hired them on and they're going to teach them sketch. Um, other people just saying, um, you know, they're seeing people get these accreditations or these certificates for becoming a UI UX designer, but they lack the very fundamental, um, elements of design theory, design thinking, um, you know, color typography, layout, uh, just the basic concepts of abstract thinking and asking questions to you know, find patterns, uh, to be able to observe, to be able to uh, conduct or, or look at user research, um, to be able to receive feedback. Um, and present. These are just um, kind of rattling off the, the main points here, um, understanding universal design. So parentheses accessibility, um, that was brought up as a hot topic, especially from the experienced facilitators that this is a potential um, gap in the industry, and in which we don't want to necessarily put at the forefront of the toolbox or of either the designer, or I would even recommend more of the product team, uh, there's basically the potential for a business to lose a lot of money, either because of lawsuits or fines or whatnots, if they don't understand accessibility when it comes to interaction with the products, the websites, uh, what what have you. So just wanna throw that out there. I know that's definitely a hot topic and probably one that is easily uh, kind of dismiss, but hey, you can encourage me to maybe think about it a little bit more, read up on it a little bit more. And there are some baby steps, there are some plugins that we can begin to apply to even address some of those issues in our workflows as designers. But all that to say, so we put all these bulleted comments up and again, I wish I could contribute more. We had about an hour into the conversation We get there and we started voting. And uh, for most people, we know about um, uh, a Google Sprint. And so the ideal situation would have been to put all these ideas, you know, we would have wrote wrote them down individually and started contributing and placing them on the board. So what was ironic about this experience is we have people facilitating this with audio Backgrounds with design thinking backgrounds. These people go to, you know, CEOs, they teach this, um, you know, design thinking process. And what actually ended up happening was what those methodologies and philosophies try to avoid is this kind of groupthink from happening. And I think that's for me. I didn't contribute much because I began observing that this was happening. I mean, we have loud voices in the room. So there are people who are actually saying good things, but not being heard. Things are getting thrown up. And immediately there is a consensus of like, that's a great idea. Or "Ah, I'm not so sure I agree with that. Which tends to, people begin to pull back. And so the things that we end up throwing on the board and the things we end up voting for, we're raising our hands because we don't have, tools. We don't have stickies. We don't have ways to just kind of dot vote. So we ended up saying you have three votes and this is how this is going to work. Um, And then quickly, you know, we have so many things on the board and they're all really good and you could probably vote for more than just three. And that was an arbitrary number, by the way. We probably really needed five, six votes individually. But we all ran out of votes really quick. So we started doing uh, like group super votes and we, we as a group had three votes and again this is where it gets kind of ironic we begin to you know the first one we kind of had 100 percent consensus on but as we started getting into these points where people felt very strongly they begin to persuade and and win the majority over to say yes we as a group which would have been maybe 80 90 percent at times think this is important so we're going to start So, fast forward a little bit more, we're running out of time. It comes clear that what we were trying to do is actually really 100% lock in this curriculum as professionals and say, this is what you need. This is the toolbox. These are the things you need to teach. Um, And here's your first semester and here's your second semester. We need this locked down so we can submit, you know, and have this reviewed. By the way, to have this curriculum available by 20, that's right guys it is 2019 granted the end of the year but that made me even question so in an hour roughly an hour and a half we were supposed to come in myself with no context I don't know if anybody else had more context than me come in and agree upon and establish in a non-biased way which it wasn't um, curriculum to set people up to are going to pay for this course, knowing that professionals came in and said, this is what we want. So you will get hired more, most likely if you were to complete this course. By the way, it's getting offered in two years, roughly after we make this decision of locking in this curriculum. And granted, principles are principles, right? Like, So a good majority of that is uh, important things that will probably not change in the next two years. As many of us know who are practicing, this industry is evolving so quickly. Um, And the things that are important for hires today or the roles that we're seeking today, I mean, I don't know that we can predict what they will be in two years. I think we have an idea, but, um, and I'm sure that the curriculum can evolve as things get discovered. But yeah, so that was something I just want to share It's just like what are we what are we doing with our industry what are we looking for when it comes to new hires and it really challenged me as a working professional um to to think I don't know I mean I don't know where you're where you sit but um people were trying to segment this role in, into you know buckets and standardize things and it felt very weird for me to sit there and and see something I do every day be standardized to try and be bucketed into well this is really what they do and this is really what they don't do Uh, I was very challenged by it um, mostly because uh, I feel like designers should do most of it all honestly like we should be able to understand um, platform languages so that way we have better ways of communicating to the development team and understanding what our constraints should be from a standard process, what rules we should break when we need to break them. Um, We should be able to either conduct our own research, we should be able to look at someone else's research, uh, we should be able to understand information architecture, either um, understand what it looks like or develop it on our own, And these may not be skill sets that we all share currently, but when it comes to standardizing things, I feel like this should be incorporated into everything, not certain pieces more important and left out. Um, Writing uh, standard, you know, writing, being able to communicate, designs, um, storytelling was another one. Um, Business, like understanding business was one of those, like we all shook our head on, but like, we didn't really establish what that looked like. And that is probably one of the most important uh, bulleted points to work into a curriculum like this, especially when you think about the next two years. It's just something that design is uh, getting new ground in. We are becoming more um, experienced in our knowledge and language about how that incorporates into the process, how to connect, it's really about sitting in that seat between user needs and business goals and what's the overlap there and helping translate that to both parties and connect the dots. Um, just fascinating, y'all. Um, I don't know if this is going to spark some interest for you. Thinking about people as you hire, or, uh, how you define your roles on your team, um, I think There's points, obviously, when you get into larger corporations, you're afforded the opportunities to have more specialized um, people join the team to take over um, special parts of of the whole entire process. And like myself on a team who is new, um, afforded the opportunity, in my opinion, to wear most of those hats, to engage in most of that activity and most of that process. Um, and that's where I would like to see um, a curriculum established so that way there's a good sampling and a good foundation for somebody to go into the workforce with and not already be so specialized that they realize oh I should have been more I should have more business savvy I should uh, understand more about uh, universal design or, or uh, you know uh, interaction or, or prototyping like it should have it's a foundational course it should have the full sampling and not just limited to uh, a ux and a ui bucket i think that's it for me um i think this one is more just to get to share what happened uh this experience and uh, i don't know if this gives some industry insight as to what these courses how they get developed um if maybe you're in school right now and you're listening to this podcast, for you, I would say pick a place that pushes your ability to think. Um, tools aren't important, but knowing what tools are being used in the industry is important. So make sure you're using a popular tool, I guess, a, a a tool that most people will understand or recognize when you go into that interview, because I think that immediately, I mean, if a team is using one of the top three tools, you're going to need to understand that so you can connect with them and be like, yeah, I can get up on that real quick. You know, I may not be using it now, but I've used it before. I want you to be in this place so like, well, I only used this, and I know it's not really used in the industry, so I got a little bit of learn to so like. That already sets you back a little bit. Even if it's just a perceived value and it's not really that quantitative. Um, and maybe you're hiring and you wanted some insight as to how this, these, what's in, you know, what's being taught, what these um, I don't know if it's certification courses are, are actually doing and what they're, there's some hope, um, but it seems as though at the end of the day, experience and when someone sits down and communicates to you about their process that's where the gold is that's where the connection happens you can have fantastic work but if you get to that table um and you're not thinking right and you're not um explaining things right and you're not connecting with people and showing that you can be collaborative and that you can also be firm and sharing an idea but also flexible to be open-minded, and willing to learn. These are, those are the things that I think are crucial things to consider in hiring and thinking who's going to add value to the team, not just with their their hard skills, but those soft skills and um, really uh, the secret sauce of their thinking, how they approach the work, how do they want to make connections between those uh, outcomes the business goals you know bringing profitability to a, a business and at the end of the day serving the end user um, and meeting their needs and the, the money is the thinking it takes to make those connections and the salesmanship it takes to sell um, to communicate those ideas um, to the people who make the decisions and cut the paychecks is so crucial. I think we'll end on that note. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. If you're listening to this in the morning, uh, I hope you sleep well. If this is the last thing that you're listening to today, thank you for your time. I hope this was fun. It was fun for me. I love sharing. Um, hit us up at product at lead product in Twitter if you have any questions or you want to engage in a certain dialogue or take this, you know, to a public platform and interact at product, at lead product is a place to do that. Um, rating anything in the app stores, y'all, this would be really helpful. Uh, I got one rating. There is one rating for (laughs) four stars, but no comment good or bad. Just post it. Maybe I'd love to learn more about, um, is this podcast interesting to you? Is it missing some things? Uh, what are you guys looking for? You know, I'm sharing, but I'm willing to grow this thing and, and put in a little e- extra effort if it means a better experience uh, for you all and you guys getting the kind of insights or information behind the scenes of uh, a product team and, and how work gets done. Thanks for listening. Peace.